Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Father, I pray that your word would go out tonight, Lord, with anointing. I pray for the anointing, Lord. Just turn those keys up for me. Pray for the anointing, Lord, to fall in this place right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that you are present, that you are here, that you are. Put your hands like this where you're sitting. Say, Lord, come and touch me. Fill me. Change me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's a really, really exciting day when you get saved. It's just fantastic. Who remembers the day they they first gave their hearts to Jesus? Not many. I'll try that again. What, we need to do an altar call in this place, like three quarters of the place to not say. Who remembers the first day that they gave their heart to Jesus? No, I've got about half. Okay. Who remembers the first day they gave their heart to Jesus? Are you still excited about it or not? For goodness sakes. I'll make you yell again like Pastor Phil. You know, you get, you get, you get saved and then you, who remembers the day, if it's happened to you yet, that you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Ros was really excited about that. She remembers it well. And the first time that you felt the presence of God, who remembers that? What it felt like? You know, there, but there's more. But wait, there's more. Amen. There's more. There's more. Do you know that you can carry something? You can actually be, filled up so much that you can carry something to give away. That's how God wants us to be. He wants us to be carriers of an anointing, an anointing that is on us, that is tangible, that that people can feel and sense. You know, we just were this week at National Conference, and so every day we got to hear Pastor Phil Pringle preach. He's one of my favorite preachers in the world. You know why? Not because he's profound. Not because he's a great teacher and I can take heaps of notes and get my mind filled up with great words, but because every time he stands up, he brings oil. He brings something that is tangible. And his words, they come like oil on you. And he constantly says, every morning he gets up early. And he will go and he will wait on God until he gets oil on him. And he won't leave the presence of God until he knows that he has tangibly received oil from heaven. Why is that? What is that? Now, if we look into the Old Testament, we see that the priests who were to minister for the Lord, who were in the service of the Lord, would have to be anointed with oil. Now, I'm not just talking about that they would be dabbed with a little bit of oil. Now, I'm talking about they would be smeared with oil. I'm talking about oil being poured over their heads, dripping down their beards, onto their tunics. Their clothes would be anointed with oil. Their feet would be anointed with oil. Their hands would be anointed with oil. Their eyes, their mouths. Every part of them would be smeared with this oil. And then they would be able to go into the presence of God and minister on behalf of the people in service to the Lord. They were the priests. And see, when Jesus came along, Jesus stood up in the temple and they gave him the scriptures to read as was the custom to do. And he opened the scriptures and he read this scripture in Isaiah 61. And he said this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord 
is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He was literally saying, I am the high priest. I have been anointed by God. There is an anointing. God has given me something. God has anointed me. God has put something on me and I'm imparted something to me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God. I want to ask you this. Was that just for Jesus? Do you think the anointing was just for Jesus? That Jesus would carry that anointing like a priest and that he would be anointed to go out and to heal the sick and to bind up the broken heart and to set the captives free? Was it just for Jesus? Did it pass away when Jesus died on the cross? Or does the anointing remain? Did he leave something behind when he left in the form of the Holy Spirit to anoint those that would come after him? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. See, Acts 10.38 says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. So you can be anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and how we went around doing good and healing all who are under the power of the devil because God was with them. But look at this in John 2.20. It says this, but you, just say, but me, but I, but I have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth. You have an anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Just say again, I have an anointing from the Holy One and I know the truth. I have an anointing from the Holy One. So you don't have to be Phil Pringle. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a minister to carry the anointing. It's for everyone. It's for each one of us. The anointing, 1 John 2, 27 says, As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. You know, the minute that you're born again, you're a candidate to receive the anointing. Now, see, the priests... They used to have to get anointed, get covered in oil, get, you know, clean. You know, they had to prepare themselves for a year to go into the presence of God. Now, they would get anointed, and then they would go into the presence of God. Jesus changed all that. When Jesus came, by his blood, he gave us liberty to boldly go to the throne of God without oil, and then let God anoint us as he had anointed Jesus. You know, you don't have to be right to go before the throne of grace. You don't have to be filled to go before the throne of grace. You don't have to be like a priest to go before the throne. You go before the throne of grace and that's where you receive forgiveness. That's where you receive healing. That's where you receive a brand new start. That's where you receive mercies new every morning and that's where you are anointed. You see, 
See, Jesus said that. He said, I've received an anointing. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because what? He has anointed me. He has anointed me. Does that mean the Father God has something that he wants to give us? Does that mean Father God has an anointing that's just an anointing that is for Garth? That he holds in heaven waiting for Garth to come into his presence so that he might anoint him. Yes, I truly believe there are different anointings. I do. I believe that there are special callings and anointings on each one of your lives. According to the gifts that he has placed in your heart. According to your heart. I was speaking to a little boy this morning in our congregation. And I just wrapped my arm around him. I said, darling, you have such a gift of mercy in your heart. You love people so much it hurts you. He's only little. And I said, but you need an anointing to go with that or it's going to wear you out. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, there's natural, natural gifts that God gives us, but we need to be anointed. I know my mom is just like one of those people that just loves everything that moves. And when I was a kid, you know, and if you're moving and you're moving past her, watch out. She will arrest you. She will cuddle you until you feel like there's no air left in your lungs. And you will feel loved whether you like it or not. Amen. She will do that. And when I was a kid, you know, she would just bring everybody in, everybody in, everybody. She had six kids of her own and we always had trundle beds under every bed so she could bring in the stray people. And you would wake up in the morning and they'd stolen everything and run away and she'd go, well, it's only material things doesn't matter they stole all your good shoes and your records Julian records are like vinyl things that used to go round and round and uh, I remember when the, the CDs came in we talked about dinner CDs indestructible CDs was the first CD we saw we looked at it we were freaked out we thought it was something from space and they said indestructible they will not scratch they will not break I've got so many cracked scratched ones in my car false advertising and all that. But my mom would just love people. But do you know that that natural gift can run out? There's only so much you can do in your natural self. You know, some of us are very natural at doing stuff. Some of us are great cooks and, you know, we're great at doing stuff. Some of us are great organizers, administrators. I know Katrina is fantastic. She's away this weekend with her husband having a romantic weekend. Bless them and bless their little cotton socks. Anyway, what was I saying? You can, you can have that natural stuff, but you have to get the anointing on it. Amen. You need to be anointed. Jesus Christ was anointed and he says, you can have the same anointing. And you say, yeah, but you know, can I have an anointing? You know, I'm just Joe Blow or whatever. But the scripture saying is Isaiah 61, 6, and you will be, and you will be called, and you will be called, and you will be called priests of the Lord. What, me? And I, I don't have to wear a collar. Like I don't have to stand behind a pulpit to be a priest. No, you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You don't have to have a little card like I've got in my wallet that says you're an ordained minister of Jesus Christ. You already are. You already are. You've been called. You've been chosen. You just need to get into the throne room and get the anointing on you. And you might never stand behind a pulpit, but you can stand in the local supermarket and talk to someone and get the anointing on them 
Amen. And change their lives forever. 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Do you know you're chosen? Michelle, you're chosen. That just blows your mind. You know, I always say, I am God's favorite. I'm so sorry about everybody else, but I am his favorite. I feel special. I am chosen by God. I'm his, the apple of his eye. I am, you know, his best kid out of all the kids. And I know you feel like that too, but, but anyway, he's my special God. And we're all like that to him because that's what his love is like. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his glorious light. You are anointed so that you can declare. You're anointed so you can speak. You're anointed so you can tell. You're in the light. You've been called out of darkness. You can go back into the darkness and you can declare the light. You can bring light in dark places. You are anointed. You are anointed. What is the anointing? What is it? What is it? So he's saying the anointing. Like, what is it? The anointing is this. It is knowing God's supernatural presence upon us. It's a tangible thing. You can be anointed by God himself if you will come into, in worship you know why do we sing these songs like la 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 do we just fill in the time so we can sing some songs and that's what we do in church and then we do this and then we do that no we worship him we worship him and as we lift him up the anointing falls and we get oil on us and we're anointed for service amen It is being aware of his presence with us. See, the anointing not just comes upon us, but it makes us aware of his presence with us. Because when you have the anointing on you, you tend to know when the anointing is around you and you're sensitive to his spirit. Is that right? And it is the anointing for impartation to others. See, when you get the anointing on you, You're aware of the sense of the anointing around you. And then you hear the voice of God when it's time to impart the anointing to others. Isn't it exciting? Don't you love being a Christian? How awesome is this? Do you mean I've got like, like Jesus power and anointing to preach good news? to tell people some good news, to set some captives free, to lay hands on some sick people. You mean, yes, but you've got to go get it. You've got to go into his presence and be anointed. Amen. Do you know what? You can run out of oil. That's why Phil Pringle... Every morning, he gets up, goes to the presence of God, gets more oil. And I know that's what Pastor Phil and I do every day. I've done that several times today because I will not come and stand before you without oil. You know, a little while ago, about a month ago, 
Phil and I got to go and visit somewhere and sit under a preacher. And, and he was a preacher we'd known for a lot of years. And there was a lot of people there that were hungry, wanting something from God. And he stood up without oil. And we walked away disappointed because we'd heard from a man, but we hadn't received anything from heaven. Do you know what I'm saying? It's our responsibility to carry something, to carry oil. Not just as us as preachers. We work very, very hard to get oil for you. You know, we, we work hard to live in that place where we constantly have oil on us because I, I would never want to stand before you without oil. It's not fair to you, it's not fair to me, and it's definitely not fair to God. Amen? But you can run out. You've got to go get more. You know, you might be anointed. See, see we're just normal human beings, right? And we're saved by grace. And we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about an anointing. And you know what? An anointing comes on you. And so we're normal, just average Joe Blows. And then some an anointing comes on us and we're different. And we minister out of that anointing. And when we've ministered, we, we, we walk away and we're normal, average Joe Blows again. Do you understand? It, it makes you different. It comes upon you and it gives you the ability, the ability to minister, the ability to impart, the ability to speak. It's the power of God. It's tangible. You've got to get it on you. Look at this story here, Matthew 25. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. Now, you've got to understand when Jesus talks about the church, he talks about the church being the bride of Christ. And he talks about himself being the bridegroom. Amen. Because it's that kind of relationship that he wants with us, an intimate relationship. And, and so he's talking, he's trying to give an example of that, the church and him. All right? When you hear bride and bridegroom. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. That's what... Pastor Phil was Father Phil. That's what Father Phil was saying before. That's what all these tennis mates call him Father Phil, Father Phil. And um, they call me Mother Julie. No, they don't. No, they don't. My middle name's Therese. You could call me Mother Therese if you want. It's all right. And then, so, sounds like the church. That's what Phil was saying. Like the church just got, just didn't bring oil. They got drowsy and Jesus was a long time coming and they just fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. And then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps and the foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Quick, lay hands on me. Quickly. Because I didn't get into the presence of God this morning and now I'm facing something that I don't know how to face and i got no oil. And uh, our lamps are going out. The light is going out. I feel like I'm being drawn into the darkness. And no, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us 
and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Ever been in that situation? You know, when you just, I need the anointing now. I need the anointing right now. But I didn't pray this morning. And now there's a person in a wheelchair sitting in front of me saying, will you pray for me? And I can't quickly go over here and go, Shandai, 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 Shandai. I really need it right now. But I, I need, and I've got to go buy oil, but I haven't got time because I need it now. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so... But while they were away buying the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Whoa. Uh, Later the others came, sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. I won't go there. That's another sermon altogether for one fire and hell and brimstone day. But I won't do it right now. But he said, therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know the day or the hour. and But I'm using this to say, keep watch. You don't know when you need the anointing. You know what I mean? I've been caught out sometimes. You ever been caught out without the anointing, without oil? It's awful. You don't know what you're going to face when you wake up into a new day. You know, there could be adversity coming your way and you haven't got the anointing to stand up under it because you just said, oh, I'll pray tomorrow. I'll get in the presence of God tomorrow. I'll get oil on me tomorrow. God wants to anoint you with fresh oil daily. 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 Psalm 89.20 says, I have found David my servant with my sacred oil. I have anointed him. My hand will sustain him. Surely my arm will strengthen him. So you don't just need the anointing for others. You need it for yourself. I can't survive without the anointing. I can't live without it. I know when I have it and I know when I don't. And when I don't have it, I don't like my life too much. It's much nicer with oil on it. It gets squeaky without it. Amen. In Kings 4.1, it says this, 1 Kings, 2 Kings 4.1, it says this, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. She's, she's facing a challenge. She's got a challenge on her hands. She's facing a challenge, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as slaves. Her husband's died, coming to take the two boys as slaves. And Elisha replied to you, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing here at all except a little oil. She only had a little oil. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's okay to say, I'm in a hard place in my life and I've only got a little oil. It's okay to cry out to God. It's okay to cry out to the servants of God. I've only got a little oil. Will you lay your hands on me and give me some more oil? Will you anoint me? Will you impart to me some oil so that I can keep going? And Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. You know, sometimes we think, you know, God, you know, I'll just, I'll just give you this much of my heart, just this portion of the jar of my heart, and I'll just, you know, you can just give me that much, but, you know, the rest of my heart is for all the other stuff that I do and need it for. 
But he says, don't just ask for a few, get a lot. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. And then the oil stopped flowing. The only time the oil will stop flowing is when you stop presenting jars. The only time it'll stop flowing when you stop presenting an open heart. And what will stop you presenting an open heart is sin. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Get on your knees. Repent. Say sorry to God. Don't hold grudges. Forgive. Keep your heart clean and open like a clean jar ready to receive the oil that he will pour out. Amen. It says here, Psalm 23, 5. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of trouble and strife, in the presence of those who mock me, in the presence of the enemy who tries to get at me, in the presence of all that is around in this life that we have to face. He says, he prepares a table for me in the very presence of it all. And it says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. We need to live in a place where we just haven't got a little oil, but where we're overflowing with oil. Pastor Phil Pringle says, get oil on you every morning. Get some oil on you. And I mean, you can pray every morning. You can read scriptures every morning. But this is something different. This is wait on the Lord. You've got to get through into the presence. You've got to get through into the holy place, into the secret place, because that's where the oil is. That's where the oil is. That's where your oil is, in the secret place. And you pray and you do all that you need to do and you read your scriptures, then stop. And just love him. And just wait. And you'll feel it. The oil will come. Many times we run away into our busy lives. Jesse is about to pour the oil and the trickles are coming from heaven. He goes, whoa, angels, stop. Angel has to catch the drop because they're gone. Went to work. Save that one for tomorrow. Put it back in the jug. You know what I'm saying? You know, wait. Just a couple of minutes extra. You can feel it. You can feel it. We need to be so dripping with oil. It's just dripping off our hands. It's just dripping off our garments. It's just flowing down. And the other way that we can get oil on us is this, is to live in unity with one another. As the Word of God says, if we are in unity, it's like oil poured down over Aaron's head, dripping down over his beard to the whole body. You know, when you come under 
the anointing of Pastor Phil and I, you know, the head, and we come under Pastor Phil Pringle and he comes under Jesus, then this just comes down, this anointing of unity comes down and the oil just flows. And so the oil that you carry, you can carry more oil than that. You can get a bigger jar because then you can carry the oil that we carry. And then we can get a bigger jar than that because it pours down. It pours down from Jesus. It goes past the field and through us, through you. And it comes down from the head and it drips down if we walk in unity. Amen. And there the Lord commands a blessing. Let's stand to our feet. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Now, I said before, there's three ways that you can receive oil. You can have it come upon you just in coming into the Lord's presence. You can have it around you or you can have it imparted to you. I just wonder if the worship team could come up. And what I'd like to do in the last few minutes of the service is impart oil to anybody who would like a fresh, fresh oil. You know what? One of my friends used to work for this company where they go to all the fish and chip shops and get the oil, the old oil out of all their vat things and then put it in this big tank and drive it. And he reckons the stench of old oil is the worst stench you've ever smelt in your life. You know, you need, you need the fragrance of heaven. You don't need old oil. Oh yeah, I got anointed last Sunday. You know, that's lard now. Do you know what I'm saying? You need fresh oil. And so I want to pray tonight. You know, I just felt that for the last few weeks. I felt there's this, I feel that. Like right now, I can feel tangible oil on my hands. And the Lord, when he puts oil like that, it means he wants to anoint. Anoint. He anointed kings for service. He wants to anoint you for service tonight for the king. Amen. For service. And Pastor Phil is going to pray for anyone who wants to receive Jesus, but I'm just going to be down here. If you can just sing that, Vicky, that song.